We are talking about cults of personality today. Yes, there are many of them yeah. in China, both historical and modern. And not just China, but yes. Um, when you think of a cult, I mean, you might think of Jonestown, mm -hmm. perhaps the... Way to get us demonetized like, right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Heaven's... What was that? Heaven's Gate Away he Team. Yeah, um, or the Chinese one, uh, Almighty uh, Heaven. The Everla Everlasting Light or something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Eternal Lightning. Eternal Light... Yeah. Is it Eternal Lightning? Yeah, they Lightning? took out ad campaigns on my videos. I was oh. like, can you guys not do that? <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're not talking about cult cults, hmm. like Scientology or anything. Mm. We're talking about... Um, the cult of personality yes. and you very often see this surrounding dictators mm. Saddam Hussein mm. you know you can think of anyone whenever they're like putting a big picture of someone on the walls of a country and carrying banners around with like glorifying this one person you know that's a cult of personality absolutely yeah I just wanted to ask you a question what's that who's the dick and who's the tater <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Gonna have to put up with him. He's got food poisoning. Uh, yeah, I've been up since 2 a.m., guys. So I didn't mm. know you were gonna actually tell everyone that. That's okay. Yeah, I think it's. A, they need to know why you're, you're probably not as sprightly as usual. Yeah, you'll get you'll get through it. You've been through worse in China. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're mm. gonna make comparisons, there's no gosh darn comparison. Absolutely. Um, shall we go to our first segment? Yes, our first segment today is what's new. Now, uh, a lot of you guys out there have been sending a lot of requests about you know, asking us what's happening in Hong Kong. Because mm -hmm. you know the, the, the Hong Kong situation is changing daily, yeah. and there's a lot of updates to talk about. Yeah. Um, please bear in mind that on our personal channels, it's not something we can just talk about. Mm. Because we have planned episodes, you know, we're working on producing these videos. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of planning. Mm. And so we can't just sporadically be like, oh, and in the news. Here's an update. Yeah, we don't, we're, right. not, we're not like that. But that's what this live show is about, is uh -huh. we can keep you guys up to date. So, so yeah. Without let's, further ado. Um, I just wanted to say, even though you've got food poisoning, someone in the chat says you're looking jacked, you know. Oh, that's really nice, because I think I, I think I lost like five pounds of water weight last night. So I appreciate <laughs> that, really getting my... Exactly. I feel that's good. how you cut, dude. Yeah. Looking shredded. <laughs> All right, here we go. It was all on purpose. Right. So, um, basically, what you see on the screen now is a satellite image of troops that mm -hmm. are currently, uh, well, not troops, troop transport trucks. Mm -hmm. And they're in a stadium in Beijing, mm -hmm. right across. You mean sorry, what am I saying? Why do I say Beijing? I'm thinking of, that's the big stadium. thinking of Tiananmen Square. And, right. Anyway, um, this is a stadium in Shenzhen. Um, and these are the uh, military transports now busy heading to that stadium mm -hmm. uh, I'm familiar with this road yep. having driven on it many times myself what you're seeing here is they've stopped the traffic to allow the uh, military transports to mm -hmm. go and uh, I think we counted about 120 130 odd yes. trucks and this is paramilitary by the way yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so we got quite a lot of troops in there yep. if you wanted to count it all up now um, I thought it would it was quite interesting that they're using that particular stadium. Mm. Um, I was there when they constructed it. It was constructed for the Universiade, mm -hmm. which is like a Olympic Games thing, but for universities. And this is some drone footage I took of mm. that stadium. You can see the stadium in the background. I'd like you to take note of the road. Um, it's called Binhai Dada. Mm -hmm. It becomes Binhe Dada, mm -hmm. which means next to the river road, and then it becomes next to the ocean, ocean road. road yeah. Uh, it's a major thoroughfare. From that stadium, they'll be able to get all the way to the Futian border, border crossing yeah. and also the Lohu border crossing fairly quickly. I'd say mm. take about half an hour yeah. if the traffic wasn't there. But the Shenzhen Bay Bridge is just further up north mm -hmm. a little bit. And that's probably, if they need to that's move into Hong Kong, go. they're going to go over that big Shenzhen Bay yeah. Bridge. 
So I just thought I'd uh, point out exactly where it is and why they chose that as a strategic point to park all the troop transports. You're totally going to get labeled. We we are totally going to get labeled as like military intelligence. Well, spies I took now. this I took this drone footage. I'm sure they're super <laughs> happy about that right now. Yeah. So Hong Kong, a uh, bit of a mess right now. Uh, tons of if you guys are new pro-democracy protests, mm -hmm. trying to get this extradition to China bill canceled, if you want to sum it up. This is them taken to the airport. I thought it was a very clever thing to do. Yes. Um, because then you're kind of on the international stage. Everyone yeah. has to pay attention to what you're fighting for. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, they sent in the cops and just recently arrested tons of the protesters. Yes, they did. There's a huge scandal um, because some of the protesters attacked a Global Times, our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Global Times makes it into every show. Yeah, they do. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they ended up clashing and uh, beating the crap out of this Global Times dude, which has spurred this massive anti-Hong Kong campaign in yes. mainland. And mm -hmm. right now my WeChat and personal messages are littered with people that found out that I did a video covering a little bit. We did videos yeah. covering a little bit about Hong Kong and they're swearing at me and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, they've been properly brainwashed. You can mm -hmm. see on the screen now a lot of the protesters. Uh, can you pause oh, yeah, it on okay, the yeah, laser yeah, just, thing first? Just, just pause it quickly. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. got to explain the laser thing. So um, anyway, the woman's protester, yeah. uh, this one chick, I think she was a medic. Uh, mm -hmm. She got shot by a rubber bullet and ruptured her eye. She'll be permanently blind. Yes. Um, so a lot of people are using that imagery right now. Yeah, that's become sort of the new umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the new umbrella. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of, you know... Um, now, just... You know, mm. for a more entertaining aspect to this. Yes. Uh, Hong Kongers are definitely different than mainlanders in terms of comedy. Keep in mind how much comedy came out of Hong Kong. Yes. And they have been finding some hilarious ways to protest. So why don't you tell tell oh, the laser thing? <laughs> oh man, you know what we forgot to do is to, to show that picture of that hair laser removal poster. Oh yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. So basically, what happened here is um, a student shone like a laser back at police and was like blinding them or whatever because so they were then, shining flashlights yeah they were shining there. flashlights in their eyes so then they confiscated the, it there, yeah yeah pause <laughs> it right there so they confiscated the laser and then they arrested him mm -hmm. um and so then everyone went out and bought these lasers and so they made a big thing where they where that's actually like the space museum in hong yeah. kong it's and they right turned near, into the death star yeah into the death star <laughs> by shining lasers on it it's and like, that became like imagery for the chinese government yeah. basically yeah. and it's what happened so was the the hong kong police and the mainland government made a pr statement saying that they're not laser pointers they're they're laser swords <laughs> And that they're wet, they're now classified as weapons. Yeah. So they're like confiscating them and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. so they just went ape shit with it. They just kept going. These memes come. Yeah, out these here. memes this is actually stores. in the MTR. Yeah. In the subway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of art, clever arts coming out sure. around this protest. That's so. one thing that uh, I think is coming out of this. It always does is it shows you how creative Hong Kong is yeah. because Hong Kong has always been the sort of creative hub mm -hmm. um, of of asia you could say like right you get a lot of graphic designers you get a lot of um companies that do uh post-production you've got a fantastic film um you know yeah industry over there yeah so you get a lot of these really talented artists that live and are hong kongese who mm. you know get involved in all of this stuff so you see a lot of good stuff coming from it right mm. um to sum it up i think a lot of people are they want our speculation on the whole thing yeah um, if I'm going to be super general, what people are talking about right now is the whole amassing of troops yes. right, of mainland PLA and then also the paramilitary troops on the border. I think it's definitely a scare tactic because yes. what we forgot to include was this um, this huge CCTV, CGTN, mm -hmm. uh, state-sponsored, Chinese government-sponsored uh, video that they put out. Yeah. 
using what kind of footage? What the, what footage? Is it? Do you remember that? They used the Hong, Hong Kong movie footage. You know, because there's a theme that runs in a lot of Hong Kong movies, and right. it's about the respect for the police. Like, yes. And you'll get heroes, like action heroes, like they'll get Liu Dehua, you know, Andy mm. Lau or something, and he's a, a policeman. And you get all these kind of like gangsters against police type movies. It's a big thing in Hong Kong, and they're good. They're very Go good. Go watch Infernal Affairs. That's awesome. a fantastic movie. Awesome. Anyway, so you got all these, and so they basically cut up all these, like, we respect the police stuff from Hong Kong movies and used it against Hong Kong as if, like, you know. And this is this was state-sponsored yeah, media. State. This wasn't, like, a tablet. It's not the first time they've used no. footage from movies. They, no, they, they love that. They um, were doing some kind of, like, maneuvers with jets. And oh, so yeah. they were military maneuvers and they used These top, top gun, gun footage to say this was the actual official, you know, PLA <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, so yeah, yeah, that, that video is going around the, the mm. way that video ends mm-hmm. is the actual footage of the troops going to the Hong Kong border, yeah. which, the, which is what makes it spooky. Um, mm. That being said, the reason I speculate that it's all show showmanship yeah. and scare tactics is that they wouldn't pull this massive PR stunt for the entire populace. It wouldn't. They wouldn't be shoving it down people's throats unless it was just a way to be like, okay, we got this, and bolster the, you know, the mainlanders. Yeah. I'm going to throw in some speculation here myself okay. about this whole thing. Now, you know, the protesters have been. Uh, their whole idea is that they're peaceful. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's now erupt- like erupted into a lot of violent mm-hmm. conflicts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of speculation as to who the instigators are. If the protesters themselves are these people, yeah, because they've armed, been catching a lot of people. They caught Guang, a Guangdong policeman. Mm. So that an actual mainland Chinese dressed up as a protest policeman dressed up as a protester who started fights, mm. and they, the other protesters are like, "Hang on a second, stop! We want to be peaceful." They like surrounded him, got his ID card out, checked it. He's actually a policeman from you know mainland China. The mainland uh, mm. interference right now, I'm finding, is very sloppy. Yeah, like they keep sloppy. catching people out. Yeah. Hong Kongers are not dumb. No, they're not. They're you know, not. Yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, like I wanted to add to the speculation. What I'd like to add to it is, I I think um, there there may be an element of these protesters that want something to happen. Mm-hmm. They want Beijing to intervene, mm. and the reason is. Um, Nobody's going to rush to Hong Kong's aid because it's not its own country, right? right? They can't. They can't. But Beijing made a promise when it was handed over that they wouldn't interfere, and they're interfering. And so they want Beijing to come in and do some kind of bad strong-arm tactics because remember what happened with Tiananmen Square. People didn't really care much about what was going on in China before that happened. People were like, let China be China, let China do what it does. But when China attacks its own people... Yep and brutally suppresses its own people, that's when the rest of the world's going to be, you know what, China, you're bad. Right. Because right now, they're kind of hands-off. Even with the concentration camps and things that are going on, people are still like, you know, it's China, kind of let them do what they're going to do. But if they went in and attacked their own people, their own people, the the Hong Kong people, yes. And that's the thing. Hong Kong still has free internet. Hong Kong still has everybody has a camera in Hong Kong. It's like the most camera-friendly like city in the world right that i love going there because of that you can film whatever you want yeah right mm-hmm. so everything is going to be shown it's not like in beijing where they could confiscate all the why films. do you think they haven't done anything yet? yeah exactly you goddamn know they would if they could get away with it absolutely so the thing is i think the protesters want to push it to that point that beijing does mm. pop in and bring out the guns. I would say certain certain you know, sectors, certain, certain sure. and you know maybe you know just open fire. Well, on it's a zero sum game. Yeah, right. Uh, because then that would show that Beijing, first of all, breaks its promises, mm. which it has been doing, but mm. just slightly, it's that boiling frog situation yeah. 
where you put a frog in a pot of water and you slowly heat it up and it doesn't notice until it's dead. Yeah. But if you threw it into boiling water, it would know straight away, right? And that's kind of what's been happening in Hong Kong. Sure. As Beijing has been going back on promise after promise after promise. And I think Hong Kong wants the world to see that they right. don't keep their promise. They're untrustworthy. They're br a brutal regime. Right. And when that happens, that's when the world's going to turn around and say, China, stop. That's right. enough. I have one more thing to say, but I'll let yeah. DM. I think DM wanted to say something. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that um, along those same lines, not to, to torpedo a, a viewer, but on, on the Instagram, a guy was commenting when I posted about Hong Kong, and he was like, oh, they're just because I think he lives in China and he was like, oh, they're just uh, like egging on Beijing to do something and then they're going to play the victim when they do another Tiananmen Square. And I was just thinking, yes, that is the point. Yeah, because I mean, and first of all, Tiananmen, they were victims. They're not right. playing the victim. Right. And secondly, like, I don't know. It's almost as if he was saying, oh, they just deserve to get run over by right. tanks. Right. And But yeah, I mean, I think they certainly, there's no way that they could keep it under wraps the way they did with Tiananmen if it happened in Hong Kong. Right. Agreed, and that's the thing. Um, this whole zero-sum game thing has got a lot of, uh, e even Westerners jaded, and that's what I read on Reddit and like seeing some of the comments and stuff. They're just kind of like, I support the Hong Kong people and their right to freedom and stuff, but there's no way this can end good, so just give up. And that's such a terrible attitude to have. Absolutely. The amount of sacrifices people have made yeah. for this um, mm -hmm. You know, no matter what side you're on, it's there's a lot of work going on. You know, yeah. a lot of spirit. You you, you can't take uh, a population that has lived a relatively free, open existence, having that kind of society for so many years, and suddenly, you know, no. put them under an iron fist. And that's just they don't. The mainlanders now that my friends, a lot of my friends, is breaking my heart. Mm -hmm. um, posting these things like "shame on you, Hong Kong! You deserve to be killed" and all this stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, guys, yeah, are stop. you are you kidding? This is your own country. Yeah, and now they're releasing uh, state-sponsored rap videos against. Yeah. Oh man! Can you imagine? Can mm -hmm. you imagine if somebody made like a? Because these are. I was talking to you about this earlier. Yeah. If you're going to make like a, a comparison, yeah, it'd be these nationalists in China, right? These very hardcore nationalist people that are pro-government would be Chinese conservatives, sure. right? They're pro-government, they want to they have national unity, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying the same kind of conservative as America. Yeah. Um, but then you have pop stars, these edgy rappers with tattoos yeah. and stuff, literally making state-sponsored music. And I just can't imagine that happening in America. Imagine if there was like pro-Trump rappers. Yeah, like Takeshi 6ix9ine. Like, Takeshi 6ix9ine, like getting down. You like, know, like, yeah, being like, hey man, you know. Kick them, build that wall people, or something. Yeah, kick yeah. them people over the wall. You know, kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something. Kanye. Kanye tried to do that, but then he, he got did. dragged by literally everyone. Right. It just doesn't work. No. But anyway, why I was saying that is, um, it kind of went viral. One mm. of these music videos because it had like a thing that's like Hong Kong respect the police, you suck or whatever. Right. Um, and the actress that plays Mulan in the new Disney movie retweeted that. Big screw up. That. Big yeah. screw up on her part. Yeah. Um, a lot of the uh, mainlanders are abandoning and boycotting peop uh, Hong Kong actors that are supporting the protests because yeah. they're Hong Kongers. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, but this this girl, I believe she's a Chinese American, this actress. Yeah. And I don't know if she actually has any political affiliation or, or, or a soft spot for the CCP or anything. I think she saw that that was a popular thing to do. Sure. To post this shame on you Hong Kong thing. Mm -hmm. It says in Chinese, like, you can hit me or something, mm -hmm. right? And I think she's getting a lot of blowback from people. Well, I, I would expect so because it's just state-sponsored propaganda. Right. 
And it's unfortunate to see how widely accepted and followed that sort of thing is. It's not right. to say that you can't be proud of your country. I understand. No, 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 no. And the thing is, you also have to understand from um, the mainland Chinese point of view is what they're seeing and what they're hearing from the newspapers and from the news is that basically Hong Kong people are being um, controlled by the West. Mm -hmm. It's always like America and the UK and whatever have these like secret agents in there sure. um, controlling the protesters and the protesters aren't doing it because they want to it's not their own mm -hmm. volition it's not hong kong people that actually uh believe in these things it's because they're being manipulated by foreign right. powers right so you know that's why the mainland chinese um people are so eager to swallow this line and then you know bolster this whole thing about like shame on you hong kong stop mm -hmm. listening to the foreigners you know right i want to uh mm -hmm. not to to break this up but i have to respond to someone here chris okay. chen okay. Uh, a chinese guy says the person who got beaten up at the airport wasn't police from mainland China. He was just a reporter, but protests through th thought. He says thought he was a police from mainland China. Do your research and stop lying. You got to maybe pick up the ESL classes or something because it's literally the opposite of what we just said. Yes. Don't spread misinformation. We said that the person in the airport that got beat up was a journalist yes. from mainland China. So mm -hmm. try again, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, sorry about that. Next. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we're going to do now is, you know, finish off the whole thing talking yeah. about Hong Kong. We wanted to bring you guys up to speed. Right. It's it's not looking healthy for the protesters, of course. The protests have become violent, which is not what anyone wanted. Okay. It's difficult to point fingers as to who's doing what. Sure. And why. But at the same time, I do feel like a lot of them are becoming just desperate with mm -hmm. the current situation and they have no other recourse. Mm. And uh, I just hope that it returns to be pe to being peaceful because- uh, That's all of us. You know, the, um, the airport protest was actually very, uh, was, was peaceful. And it was a good idea, like you said, because it's such an international Brilliant. travel hub yeah. that it brought real eyes onto the situation. There's, there's some real douchebag foreigners that were like yelling at the protesters because their flights got canceled. I want to slap, slap those people. Oh, well, I mean, it's not nice to have your flights canceled, but it's well, for a good cause. Get over it. Yeah, it's for a good cause. <laughs> um, so that's what's new. Um, yeah. Now we're going to move into our main segment of the show, mm -hmm. as you all know, it is Soft Power Hour. So we're going to hit that. Want to hit a, a super oh, chat? sorry. I'm always bad at this. I, I apologize. I apologize. I'm always like, let's just go it's on to the next time. one. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's hit a super chat. I always try and hit, time the transition well when you say the, the name of the segment, too. Sorry. So you threw me off. Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. So, uh, so our old friend Mads Jada, he asked, how is the Soviet Union looked at in today's China? Also, quick, uh, people were saying you should move closer to the mic because okay. it's a little quiet. Okay, me or Winston? Both. Okay, okay apologize for that, guys. Um, okay, so actually, this is really funny. We were just talking about this. Yes. Um, in my university in China that I was teaching at, there is a huge portrait of Lenin, Stalin, and Karl Marx. Yes. Uh, along with Mao, yeah, of course, yeah. and now there's Xi Jinping there. But uh, very positive uh, view of the Soviet Union in China. Yes. And they look at its failure like the failure of the people to keep that dream going, that yeah, Soviet it's like dream. It, it, it was a we good idea. Like yeah, it yeah. was a good idea, but it just didn't work out. You know, I think most college students these days in America think the same. <laughs> To be honest, <laughs> all right. I'm not gonna. I'm no, just kidding. Completely agree. Um, I any, wanted you yeah. to tell everyone what yeah. we thought was most funny is why oh, yeah. people called us Soviet. Yeah, that's really weird. When we were on the the border of Russia uh, during conquering northern mm. China, very often people would call us Sulianren, which means Soviet. You know, a, a Soviet person basically, <laughs> um, and they still believe 
it's still going on. Right. A lot of in the rural areas, they still believe the Soviet Union right. is a thing. Right. So they obviously aren't following news or anything like no, that. No, but uh, you it's know, like, yeah, our Soviet brothers—they call us brothers yeah, and yeah. stuff. You know, exactly. buy us a drink. Yeah, Soviet brothers just ran with it. I was yeah. like, yeah, Soviet Union forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah interesting yeah. stuff. But yes, that's cool what question. they think about Soviet Union. They still kind of respect it. Let's do one more question, then we'll okay, move on. Okay, sure. Cool. So we got um, what's happening. It says we. Uh, well, it's not much of really a question. He just says, sea milk, what'd you get food poisoning from? Too much dairy? Okay. Um, <laughs> I just had an argument with my wife about this. Yeah. She made me a steak salad, which I ate half of, mm -hmm. and I left it in the fridge for like a week. Not her fault. She's angry because she cooked it, but yeah. it's my fault for eating it again. You don't eat something that's been in the fridge for a week, dude. Right. So Was it rare? It wasn't, it wasn't fully cooked. There we go. So not doing well. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. We'll do one more because it's about Hong Kong, okay, so then cool. we won't have to backtrack. Uh, Cesario JPN, five bucks, thank you, says, uh, Hong Kong protesters are even weaponizing the memes. Seen Westerners comment on the use of Pepe the Frog meme from articles online. Funny AF. Yeah, this is the funniest thing is that people always ask us, like, me tell us about memes from China. There aren't very there aren't, many. Uh, they're, they're usually just kind of slapstick funny things. Sure. Days. The reason mm -hmm. that Hong Kongers are so quick to adapt to memes is that they all speak English. Yes. You know, and they're part of the internet. They've been part of the internet from the get-go, you mm -hmm. know, and the internet's not blocked and censored in mm -hmm. Hong Kong, so they, they get to follow memes and they know how it all works. Weirdly enough, yeah. in this day and age, I think that's legitimizing the protests a lot more is because Westerners are, are going to identify with that a lot more. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, there's there are a lot of xenophobic people in the world, of especially course. older folks. So. They can look at Asia as a whole and be like, oh, those Asians over there do their own thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas this, this new generation will look at these Hong Kongers with these relevant memes that they also enjoy and be like, yeah. hey, brother, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's how I see it. Cool. All right. So cool. now soft it's power. time for a soft power hour. Okay, guys, today's a bit of a heavy subject as we... Uh, you call um, him mouth fat. <laughs> well, he, he certainly was. Yeah. Um, yeah certainly but was. It, it is a heavy subject. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I don't want it to be a downer, but this is something that people outright ignore. Mm -hmm. Foreigners that go to China especially, they kind mm. of outright ignore this, and it, it actually gets on my nerves. So um, I, I want you to kind of uh, introduce this whole thing okay. with so, your money. Yeah. Oh, Tessa, you're too late. <laughs> when you get to China, this is what the currency is. As you can see very clearly, we have Chairman Mao mm -hmm. on the money. Let me get, I can bring it closer. Yeah, let me bring it in closer so people can see. All right, what is 100 yuan worth? Like 17 bucks. This is, bucks. this is the highest denomination that you so can get. So annoying. Yeah, this is the highest denomination in Chinese currency. Um, but he's on all of the notes. Mm. Um, so you got Mao Zedong on the notes. You will notice that when you're driving in a taxi, a lot of the times they got a big yeah. medallion of Mao, yeah. a big red and gold sort of medallion, or they'll even have a little statue of him yeah. on the dash. You go into shops, you will have portraits of Mao on the background. Right. Um, My father-in-law keeps a gold, remember the gold embossed card with Chairman Mao on it in his car for good luck. He's become the patron saint. You know, like St. Christopher or whatever is the patron yeah. saint of driving? He's the patron saint of driving in China. And a lot of those little Mao buses have the, the dirt inside. Where he was. Yeah, from like his hometown. Hometown, yeah. Xiang something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... You, you see this everywhere, especially if you're walking through the slightly more sort of rural areas. You will see Mao Zedong portraits inside people's homes, mm -hmm. inside shops. Oh, it's so common. It's just everywhere. It's kind of like seeing a Jesus portrait. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, exactly. my mom has one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. Mao. Or like a crucifix on the wall. Crucifix, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you see Mao everywhere. And when I got to China at first, um, I mean, I just accepted, you know, this is China. This is the way they do things. But I was quite confused because um, I'm aware of 
the failings of Mao. Mm -hmm. I think everybody learned in history, more or less. Yeah, yeah, we learned in school. We learned like all the mistakes that happened under Mao, the the great leap backwards Mm -hmm. and the cultural devolution, as Mm -hmm. I call them, which wiped out Chinese culture and led to more deaths. Can we go to the um, the video? Yeah, can I? I would like to talk about this a little bit. I think this is quite interesting. And I I like the way this is put on. Yeah. Um, if we look at all these dictators here, each yeah. one of these blood droplets represents a million people, right? right. Mm-hmm. And who would you say, and I'm not doing apples and oranges like comparing here, but who would you say is the most notorious dictator in history, Western history? Hitler, of course. Hitler, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, when I'm looking at his little blood droplets, that's pretty awful. But yeah. look at Mao. And yeah. I'm not doing whataboutism here. Literally, why, is, why, does, why do not many people talk about this? 78 million people? Yeah. Well, you know, you know why they don't talk about it. You can, you can get us back in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> we are. Covered in his blood Ooh, now. Yeah. I got Stalin's blood dripping on me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've got the King Leopold II in <laughs> nice. Belgium. That's that's due to the Congo, by the way. Yes. Um, anyway, it fits since you're South African. Yeah, it fits. Oh. It fits. Yeah, I'm from Africa, <laughs> and I'm you know? from Georgia. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> yes, Good you old are. Boy. Um, uh, I I've had a couple of conversations with. Uh, my wife and uh, with my friends, right. my Chinese friends. Yeah, get into this. And um, it's a tough, it's a difficult conversation because, first of all, a lot of them they just they blank out when it comes to Mao. Like anything that's bad about that time, mm. they've been from from a young age through education and everything. They are not taught the bad things first mm. of all, or they're taught to ignore them and not talk about them. So it's a very uncomfortable subject. Right. It's incredibly uncomfortable. I hate talking about anything to do with communism. Recent Chinese history. Um, yeah, recent Chinese history. Mao Zedong, anything like that. I don't talk about that with my wife because mm-hmm. it's incredibly uncomfortable. Makes her very uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. And also with my friends, mm-hmm. okay? So what I do get from these conversations all the time is that China would not be the way it is without him. Yes. He's a great man because he's, he the, China. he's the one who made the new China. Mm-hmm. And yes, he made mistakes, but... He's still a great man, and China would not be where it is. And then I always turn around and say, okay, what about Taiwan? Mm-hmm. Same people. It's so small. Yeah. Oh, but it's so small. China's such a big country. You don't understand. You can't compare. Yes, you can. You <laughs> can. It's exactly the same. It's a different form of government and right. a different form of leadership. Right. Mao Zedong, it's not mistakes. It's like saying, yeah, Hitler made a few mistakes, but guess what? He did wonders for the German economy, Right. which he did. Right. Yeah. He uh, brought the nation together, which he did. But he is, he is rightfully yeah. demonized, whereas Mao is not demonized. He's not demonized. He's worshipped. Right. Still, in, still to this day, like we were saying, in the, the people's shops, in their homes, on the money, mm. you have pictures of someone who led to the death and starvation of so many people. Now, then they'll also say, oh, but it's not his fault. It was foreign influence that caused this, you know, famine. It's always something else. The communists were yeah. You know, like, seriously, like, against Japan? Yeah. What would have happened without the foreign interference there? Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, problem, the problem with all of this is that China's got a long history. They know how to deal with famine. They know how to deal with, like, uh, drought, mm. okay? Because they've been an agrarian society forever. They know how to deal with this stuff. Mao did things that prevented them from dealing with these things. Right. He's the one who told everyone to kill the, all the sparrows. He's right. the one who said, stop farming right. and make metal. Right. Kill the landlords and teachers. Yes, kill all the intellectual people or send them to labor camps. He called Chinese culture disgusting. Yeah. He hated Chinese culture. He actually wanted to get rid of Chinese characters. He actually wanted to get rid of Chinese people so that they could sustain. 
Not even joking. Like, that was a thing. He was competing with the Soviet Union. That's why you had those backyard metal things. Yeah. Which we've seen lots we, of. We actually have seen them. In the rural yeah. parts of China, they There's still exist. Guizhou, yeah. Yeah, I remember we were going up in the mountains of Guizhou for that place, mm. and there was like those old, um, yeah. uh, like, you know, smelts yeah. that they built, completely deserted. That caused famine. Really, really eerie. So he is responsible. His policies are responsible for all these deaths and the starvation right. and all this stuff. And people don't want to admit that. Sure. They just want to say, oh, he's a great man. Right. He made China. He's awesome. And he made a few mistakes. Sure. A few mistakes. That's not a few mistakes. No, we're talking about cults of personality, right? Yeah. And this is, this, you can see this in North Korea. You can see this through Soviet history, German history, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But why is it that those figureheads are, mm-hmm. you know, completely hated by their own people by and large, yeah. right? And why does this continue in China throughout its leadership of the CCP? Today we have... Xi Jinping. Yeah, Xi Jinping. He's yeah. painted in an almost identical light. Yeah, as Chairman Mao. How can this happen? So we're going to roll some. Yeah, footage. just keep keep rolling the footage in the background there. Um, to get back to to good old Mao. All right. I understand what it's like. First of all, can you look at that man and please, pause that? Pause yeah, can that. you pause that? Is he handsome? Absolutely. He's a knockout. He is a delicious piece of meat. He's shui, bro. <laughs> What's shui? Shui? Yeah, shui. Yeah, he's shui. Nice. That was actually a good play at words because yeah. he's in the shui. Which yeah, is water. yeah, water. Yeah, he's <laughs> Be water, my friend. Um, let's go back to the money here because. Sure. Um, okay. Mao hated money, by the way. Yeah, anyway. Um, I remember quite clearly when I first got to China. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why the conversation came up, but it actually had nothing to do really with Mao. But I, I was just pointing out, like. Um, you know, it's interesting to have him on the money. And one of my students at the time, because I was, I was uh, teaching young adults at the time, she was like, "Yes, he is so handsome." Do you know how many times I've heard that? Yeah, and everybody says Mao Zedong is handsome in China. They might say he's handsome, but a little fat. Right. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. That is the perfect quote. Yeah. You just need the accent. Yeah, but handsome. Yeah. But to look at this man that you can see on the screen and call him handsome is ridiculous <laughs> he is one of the ugliest people this is alive. actually what this whole episode is about how can someone be so manipulated mentally to think something like yeah that? roll the footage you can keep it going let's watch this handsome man he may be the ugliest dictator that ever lived yeah no he's not a handsome man but everybody calls him handsome now i do understand charismatic right yeah i guess you can Was you could he? I don't. That doesn't look charismatic to me. But that's his his older years. Like his Chinese is wicked bad, and this is him in modern times. He's everywhere in yeah. China. No, he is absolutely. Um, the fact that this cult of personality will will actually brainwash people into thinking this man is handsome is is kind of a big point of this podcast. Yes, because he's so not he, a handsome. He looks man. a lot better looking there. Do you think that's an accurate that's accurate photo? Oh, no. no, we have some really funny yeah, representations. Yeah, yeah, well, we've got later. to show you a little later. Let's just keep rolling the footage. Um, okay, he's he he's not a handsome man. No. Charismatic, yes. Maybe he was a great man to his people. And, you know, we cannot discount the fact that in the beginning of his whole campaigns and everything, maybe he was what China needed. Maybe he was a good leader. Maybe he was somebody that the people could look up to. And, you know, um, especially in modern history, China has felt downtrodden. Mm. And I've got to put myself in the shoes of Chinese people. Sure. And I have to say that, yes, they they need someone to look up to, mm-hmm. to say, you know what, we're a powerful nation, we've got a big history. Because of the ways the dynasties have yeah, always yeah. worked. We, we have a powerful history. We're right. going to move forward and we're going to make something of us. We're tired of these foreigners interfering and telling us who what we can do and... 
and all that kind of stuff. So you know what? Let's build a nation together. And that's positive and that's mm -hmm. good. And I like that. But then when he's like, okay, but let's just destroy all of our history. Let's tear down the temples. Let's get rid of the let's four. Let's get rid of the four olds. Let's right. destroy Chinese culture right. 100%. Then he, his initial like um, good buildup is all gone. No, it's dead yeah. It's, completely. Yeah. So, now jerky. Yeah, he becomes mild jerky. So anyway, this um this this awful dictator had his moments, obviously when he was you know starting out and everybody loved him. When, and, he, when he was biding his time, letting yeah. everyone else die. But why is it? Do you think that in modern day China right now he's still on the money and people still love him, even though everybody knows he did these bad things? Why? It's like having Hitler on the Deutschmark. It is. You know? Or the euro. Yeah, the euro, sorry. So wh why do you think it is? Well, there's there's one, not a correction, but uh, to clarify, yeah. you said everybody knows. That's not. That's completely okay. untrue. True. Um, everybody knows Handsomest some Handsomest man thing. in the world, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, we got to talk about this. Him? Can you pause it? Oh, yeah, they pause it there. I actually read this cool book by his doctor who fled to America. Yeah. yeah. Very thick book, but completely documented his life because Mao trusted his health to him. Yeah. Mao was so paranoid, just like any dictator, that sure. he was going to be assassinated or poisoned or whatever. But Mao, apparently, he didn't believe in sleep schedules. Okay. He'd sleep whenever he wanted, wake up whenever he wanted. He predominantly ate Hong Shao Ro, which yeah. is uh, pork belly. Yeah, which is actually pretty good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And he brushed his teeth with black tea. Yeah, well, he gargled. Gargled, like, swished. swished it. He didn't brush his teeth. He didn't no. believe in brushing his teeth. Yeah. Um, as you can see, it's very apparent in these sure. uh, in, this, mm -hmm. in this footage. Anyway. Yeah. How can someone like that still be popular? Still be worshipped? Right. Mm -hmm. Number one, a lot of people don't know a lot of what he did. Right. Number two, and this is where I disagree with people. A lot of Americans that they're like, if they, if only they knew, mm. it wouldn't change a thing. No, it wouldn't. Honestly, you could tell anyone, they'd be like, oh, that's that's a shame. Like even if they believed it. It's the problem is in the ideology mm. that that party needs to be legitimized. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to have China in the state that it's in right, right now. Mm. So in 1949, when he actually you know, came into power, all of this bad stuff happened later and all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter because China is here today because of, of this man. Yeah. Yeah. You can't erase it. It doesn't even matter what, what happens. Anymore. Yeah. Also, I find, like I said, if I ever get into this kind of conversation, even if I'm just trying to be logical and trying mm. to... Um, find a, a real opinion from someone, it actually just makes them angry. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it. So even if you did like show them graphic photos of mm. what the devastation, they'd be, they'd be like, shut up, stop showing me that. I don't right. want to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's like, you don't know. trying to look bad. Exactly. It's kind of, I guess it's kind of like if you are, a, I don't know, a teenager and your father was a criminal in jail because he's a mass murderer and you're like dude you know your father sucks like, shut up i don't want to talk about it i think a, a even better analogy would be like we had to look at all the atrocities that american soldiers committed in vietnam and all this kind of stuff we had to learn about that in history and we yeah. didn't tell the teacher to shut up yeah you own up true. to it right yeah that's the problem though is that americans and westerners feel like they are a part of something a yeah. part of their society mm -hmm. chinese people have this massive leadership that cannot be wrong yeah. Right. And then everyone else is just Chinese in one big group. Right? Yeah. But they, I would say Chinese people even more so than the West feel a part of their country and a yeah, part of their But without society. actually being doing something in that society, not being politically active. Right, 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 right. They so, just are. Right. And this, so they rely on this stuff. How can Mao be wrong if he built the entire country? Right. Yeah. It's yeah, impossible. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue on. Yeah. So uh, 
we, we're seeing this kind of um, cult of personality thing continue these days. Yeah. Uh, with not only, uh, you know, Xi Jinping, who's Mao 2.0. Yes. Um, you've, you had it with Bo, Bo Shilai and stuff. He was bringing back the communist songs. Mm. Um, Lei Feng, mm. you know. You know, um, I talked about Lei Feng in my, uh, what is it, the, my role models video that mm. I did. And um, the reason I brought him up is, even now, people are told, you know, learn from Lei Feng. Tracy Lei Feng. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know why I know that song. Well, because you hear it a lot, especially yeah. in school. True. Um, in middle school and stuff, it's still, you see Lei Feng on the walls. People are told to Tracy Lei Feng. They learn mm -hmm. about Lei Feng as if he's a real historical character. Mm -hmm. And he was just a propaganda tool for... Mm -hmm. um, he was basically, for all you listeners out there, he was a fictionalized character yes. that went and helped old people or build a dam or give all his money away well it you know what happened was it was during i think it was just after the great leap forward mm -hmm. backwards right. and Mao Zedong had lost a lot of support yes okay and so they were worried that you know the people would rebel and weren't going he just didn't have the power that he had anymore so what they did was they made this fictionalized character um it's a real person yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but, yeah. but what they did was they just took this random dude and they took lots of very high quality photos of him doing things Altruistic. That altruistic thing. Pause on Mao Jerky, please. Yeah, yeah, pause on there. We'll get yeah. back to that yeah. soon. So they took lots of photos of Lei Fong, like, I don't know, helping children how to read, fixing the distributor on a, a truck, you mm. know, like washing trucks, doing things like, you know, all, all this, but mainly reading Mao's thought book. Mm. Okay, mm. so they got pictures of him with smiling and showing people Mao Zedong's book. You I know, have one of those. Yeah. Someone gave me one. Yeah, exactly. So they did this to kind of bolster Mao Zedong's image and to show, you know, like, look, this is a model citizen. Lei Feng is like this awesome, selfless character, which, by the way, the character they created is actually pretty nice. I like the idea of someone who yeah. helps people. Yeah. And so nothing wrong with that, except for the part where he, like, worships Mao and, you know, like, sure. all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so they made this Lei Feng character. Um, and even back then, I think people didn't buy it 100% mm. because... What kind of random soldier has like the highest tech camera crew following him around to take these beautiful high resolution photos in like the 19, whenever the 70s, 70s whatever, you know, the average person is starving to death and dying. They do not have a camera crew following them around. So, you know, it was kind of a met with skepticism, mm. but then it was like forced into the educational system, forced into like society. So everybody follows this Shreshi Leifong kind right. of nonsense. And the, the stuff leading up to it, you had a good point, was that China was losing, or Chinese government was losing support because people yeah. are dying. When you yeah. get to that point, it's like, yeah. oh crap. Now all of these ar arduous march and we're, we're gonna stand up and we're gonna have to go through some tough times. It stopped working. So that was a perfect kind of, uh, what's it called? Antidote for yeah. that bad attitude. And you're seeing it now. Yeah. Um, with the whole trade war thing, you see how Xi Jinping is now telling the public, get ready for the long fight. Like, it's yes. going to be a big struggle, but we're going to win. It's yeah. scary, dude. So it's just history repeating itself it over and does. over again. Um, let's talk about the Mao Jerky. Sure. Uh, and by the way, the Mao Gan Rou, which means Mao Jerky, mm. we, we didn't make that up. No. Chinese people say that. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's not yeah. like he deserves just, respect. Just, just saying, you know, just right. in case people think we're purposefully trying to make a jab at this jerky <laughs> i just want to point out for some reason youtube algorithm is automatically hiding mao jerky as a uh, phrase apparently can you, can you allow it yeah totally. yeah I'm yeah that's because that's ridiculous yeah how, he, mao was a jerky okay how, how can how do they youtube what are you doing yeah you can't what are you say blocking? mao jerky yeah that shows you how far the um 
you know, well, the nationalism that's... goes, you know. I mean, they, they might be flagging people saying that. I bet yeah. Wumas are flagging them right now. Yeah, probably flagging them. That's what it is. Um, so Mao, I'm going to say it more. This is a very big piece, a slice of Mao jerky. Yes. Uh, by the way, this is, once again, just the CCP copying the Soviets, because mm. this is, Lenin is the yeah, same way, same. right? Entombed. Entombed. They, if you look at the, you know, tri- the Chinese Communist Party, everything that they've done up until now is just basically a copy of uh, yeah. the Soviet Union. That's the issue I have, yeah. and I hate to go back on this, but we always say, how, how can they still love Mao? Mao hated you, if I'm speaking to China. Mao hated Chinese people. He hated everything about it. He wanted control, yeah. and he wanted to compete with the Soviet Union, mm. right? So they, if you look at architecture or anything made from 49 until up until now, it is still a copy of the Soviet Union, which is ridiculous because right. it yeah. failed. Yeah. You know, military uniforms, everything. Yeah. But, I mean, didn't Mao say something along the lines of, you know, he's so lucky because he could, you know, have half of his population 70%. Die? He said, 70%? I can lose 70% of my population and it wouldn't mean anything because we have so many, basically, f- so much fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't care. You no, know, he's a, a very, very bad man. There's um, some really bad scandals about him, too, in his personal life. Yeah, you know? which, I mean, we don't need to get into that. Re- right. You can you read that book. It's a great book. I can't remember the name, but just... Read any autobiography, or not autobiography, about Mao. And <laughs> autobiography. Cool. I'm a piece of jerky. <laughs> I'm a piece of jerky. You can find me at Whole Foods. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so anyway, he's laying here dead. They copied London, right? Yeah. I read a funny story about how they, when they're embalming him, mm-hmm. apparently, like, his ears and, like, pieces of his body kept rotting off, so they oh. had to, like, hire scientists from different countries to, like, glue it back on. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. You can go and see him um, in Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do they... They prob- do they just let foreigners go in? I'm there? pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. You have to pay money, though. Yeah. And you still see people lining up with roses yeah. and placing them on his thing. That's You see, that's the thing that annoys me the most is is the fact of this worship that still goes on today. It's It was such a strong personality cult. And that the fact that you can go ahead and, and be responsible for so much destruction right. and devastation and literally taking the beautiful Chinese culture and turning it into a drab... Right cookie cutter gulag soviet type thing right you know and then you still worshipped i know and the the thing is like you can look at other countries that have uh chi food like terrorized other countries that killed other people Mm -hmm. right wars all this bad blood between countries but this is a country and the current leadership Mm -hmm. that is still worshiping the same person that killed his own people yeah that's what makes us very special and very strange and i think hard for a lot of people to grasp yeah didn't he didn't he send his own son and like a human wave attack in Korea and yeah. where he got mowed down by machine guns? That is that is absolutely true. He also like found out that he had massive support in Jiangxi. You've been to Jiangxi yeah, province. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um massive support when he was trying to bolster the, the whole communism thing. But they had he said their leadership was too strong, so he just let them like get mowed over and die basically. Yeah. So it was, he, he wasn't a good person. I don't think we have to explain that anymore. Yeah, I mean, anyway, we, yeah, we've, we're done with this. It's not a history about how bad Mao was, this, this, this thing. Um, once again, I do want to reiterate that I do understand um, a lot of Chinese people's sentiment when it comes to why they still like him. And it's due to the fact that they have been taught from, a very, from, from birth that they're downtrodden mm. and this is a hero that made our country, you know, and right. took us from being downtrodden, controlled by the Japanese, controlled by foreign powers, mm. et cetera, et cetera. 200 years of humiliation, opium wars, blah, blah, blah. And this is the guy who came here and, and made us into this powerful nation that we are today. So I, I understand it from that point of view, but that's a very simplistic, bad way to look at something. For sure. You know what I mean? 
but it does legitimize current rule so that yeah, they don't that's, need that's to make reforms. It yeah, it's, it, and that's, that's why it's encouraged. Yeah. It's kind of strange because um, when you start to see too much of this like Mao era rhetoric ramping up and you start seeing like, let, let's carry on with the footage. By yeah, the way. this would be interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that Beethoven? <laughs> it looks like Beethoven to me. This is, a, it there? Yeah. this is apparently supposed to be Mao. Um, In what a, reality? Did that exist? I, I don't know. That's very Soviet, by the way. It is Soviet. Maybe when he was like 20. Yeah, maybe. No, no look, I don't there, even there, think so. There are pictures of him when he was 20 when he looked kind of normal. Um, but that's certainly never had like flowing hair and Beethoven looking thing. They've got them all right. He's got real broad shoulders there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, um, that's definitely not Mao in any universe. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you Sorry. can go see that. Yeah. Oh, can, yeah. So yeah. pause this. So this what is a good yeah. one. So you see, like, some farmers, they... Um, they love them. Yeah, of course. Like, the rural, a lot of the rural people still worship Mao. Yeah. They certainly do. Uh, so some rich farmers came along, and they built this golden statue of Mao. But they yeah. didn't get permission from the government to do it. Right. So the government tore it down. Yeah, it turned out so ugly that they were like, this is more offensive than anything. Yeah, but what I was trying to get at a little earlier is that whenever the, like, pro-Mao stuff ramps up too much... The government steps in and shuts it down. Isn't that weird? It's because they know that what he did was bad, and they right. know it's bad. They don't actually want that, but because it's such a convenient uh, control mechanism, they have to keep it in place. They just don't want it to get to that level. They, they want the spotlight, but not too bright. Yes, exactly. So this is a very good example of that, is that these patriotic farmers, um, nationalist patriotic farmers, they built this with their own money, mm. you know, thinking that, it would be fine. Why not? Sure. They can worship Mao all they want. They can have him everywhere. But build a statue of him and draw too much international attention. Right. And then all of a sudden the government's like, screw you. And they tore it down. And I also think that this is, I think this is interesting. You have the people that worship Mao. Mm. And Mao's whole rhetoric was that the peasants win, intellectuals and rich people lose. Mm. Which, believe it or not, is diametrically opposed to what the current leadership does and how yeah. the government runs True. rich people are worshipped yeah. and peasants are shit on yeah it's the it's the flip-flop it is right flip -flop. so if you if you paint him in a positive light that's fine but if you keep digging into what his principles were yeah then it's different than actually what china is today can i just comment on like how awful it looks there that looks like hell you know that we've ridden through that yeah um that's most probably pollution not fog yeah, it could be even both, like that could soup, be. you know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. mix. I, I just want to say that, you know, that's not a very good look. From anyway, the, yeah. Imagine if you saw that from the side there, bro. Well, I think that's, <laughs> I, I honestly think because it was getting too much international yeah. attention and it was showing the worship of Mao a little bit too much, a little too enthusiastic. And that's something that you'll find out about China. If people get too enthusiastic about anything, mm. suddenly it's banned or, you sure. know. You know, anything like a TV show yeah. or whatever. It'll just be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. You're not allowed this to be is, in yeah, that. You, yeah, exactly. Done. Do you think they made him on a butter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it does look like a hell of an undertaking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's continue on with this. Uh, yes. Anyway. Um, yes. Ooh. Oh, we got to talk about this. Please, Um. yeah, go back a little bit there or maybe. No, you can go, go forward. forward. Okay, go, go forward. forward. Yeah. I'll tell you when. Uh, go when forward, to pause young it. pioneer. Okay, just pause okay. it on that.
Oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I'm hitting something. You're here. doing that. Okay. Yeah, that was my, my bad. What's up with the mangoes? Uh, see, this, this is a little bit more lighthearted, okay? Yeah. Now, this has been a heavy sode so far. We apologize if we've hurt the feelings of the Chinese people because we know that's definitely happened if sure. anyone's watched this. It's not our intent here, okay? We want the wider world to understand China mm. from our own uh, perspective and insight that we've ga- gained living there for so long. Right. We're not here to bash China or to make nope. China look bad. Absolutely we want not. people to understand why you got to understand. you got to understand China. Why is this guy still on the money? Why is he still worshipped? We're explaining. But this is a little bit more lighthearted. So, Simo, take it away. Mangoes. Mangoes. Delicious. You like mangoes, right? I love mangoes. It's one of my favorite fruits. It's called a mangua. Mangua. It's obviously a uh, Roman tradition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, this mango is enshrined as a religious symbol for a very specific reason. And that is because back in the day, China didn't have mangoes. No, no. Chairman Mao... He never was able to give extravagant gifts because it went against communist principles, right? So would he go to, he'd go to villages and stuff. He couldn't be like, here's gold bricks or something like that, sure. even though he has access to all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he would give like very mundane things. But he got his hands on some mangoes. Yeah, it was the, the I think the Pakistani yeah, they, envoy came there. They gave them to him. They, yeah, they gave him a, a bunch of mangoes. He, oh, apparently oh, he, he didn't did. like mangoes. Oh, okay. So he like re-gifts. Oh, he, them he the, gave them the to public. the people. Yeah. Yeah. And these people are like, holy shit, Chairman Mao touched these mangoes and gave them to us? We are so lucky. And it's not like millions of mangoes. It's just a couple, no, like a handful or whatever, right? So. And they literally turned it into a religious symbol, the yeah. cult of the mango. Yeah, which lasted a, about a year or so. Yeah. They actually hushed it down a little bit later, again, when something gets yeah. out of control. You know. Um, yeah, the interesting thing about this is it became so popular. You know, they would carry these enshrined mangoes around the countryside. You know, to people would like touch them. Yes, actual propaganda posters of them carrying mangoes around the the village areas, which because it symbolized Mao's yeah. love. Yes, for the, uh, for the people, he gave us this magical fruit. Right. Um, it became so popular that counterfeit mangoes were being made. Yes. And, and passed yes. around. I actually, um, I'm kind of appalled. Like that's a pretty shit gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like mangoes, but you don't just give someone two mangoes and then it turns into like a freaking political tool i think it's it's quite it's quite interesting and it is it gives you a very good mindset into this cult of personality the fact that somebody can give someone a mango and it becomes like a godlike symbol that's carried around in a glass case right around the countryside like a like a deity shows you how powerful these yeah. cult of personalities are who needs breaking bread and like feeding five thousand people with two fish when you got two mangoes bro two mangoes he didn't even, even he didn't even need to make more <laughs> you know, that was, that was enough for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, this is funny, and the, the reason that we actually <laughs> included this bit of trivia, because it's yeah. obviously not relevant now. No. Um, the same sort of stuff is happening. Yeah. What about Shi Baozi? Yeah. Um, We're going to move on to that soon. <laughs> yeah, we will in a, in a bit. By the way, you, you can't call um, Xi Jinping Xi Bao Bao or Xi Baozi. That means uh, uh, Xi bread or, or Xi, Xi bun. bun. Yeah. yeah. Um, not that long ago, uh, Xi Jinping ate Bowser at a certain Bowser mm, that's shop. That's a steam bun. Yeah, it's a steam bun. Okay, we love Bowser. Yeah. Um, it's a great food. It's a great breakfast food, and it became incredibly popular. That yeah. guy's restaurant was just like now people will just line up. They're ordering out yeah. online. Yeah, exactly, because it's like the restaurant that Xi Jinping touched. It's a similar. It's thing. the same thing. Yeah, really, it is. But anyway, you can't yeah. call him. People are calling him Xi Bao Bao, like. Yeah. Like she bun, yeah, because he ate the bun. Some dude got 22 weeks, 22 months, uh, was, was 20, was 22 yeah, months detained for, for calling him that. So, if you online. think China's different <laughs> nowadays, nah, nah, nah. yeah, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. So, yeah, we got our mango paraphernalia here. These are what we we're talking about. Can you yeah, pull this out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the atypical that's Mao, yeah? that that is the handsome picture of Mao. Yes, that is the most handsome picture, and you see him everywhere. That's 
that's the one people like to remember mm. him by. But it's usually the donut hair, you know. I always thought it was weird that these kind of exorbitant gold-looking wealthy symbols, like these like talismans that they have, yeah, completely go against everything that Mao was for. Yeah. He didn't want to be enshrined in like a wealth, like we need to get rich and stuff. But Chinese culture is too deep for that. Yeah, you can't you can't take that out of it. And no. uh, you you'll see, see now now you've got what Shibaba. Jiang Zemin, and, yeah, Jiang Zemin, and, Mao, and uh, Xi Jinping, who? and yeah, there's who, yeah, Hu Jintao's in there. Yep. So. You know, this is the kind of thing you see in, in taxis hanging mm. from the rearview mirror mm. when you drive around. That's what we were talking about earlier now, you know. Right. Um, the thing is, with the last president, if you guys don't know his name, we shouldn't say president. Dictator. Last dictator of China. Or chairman. Chairman. chairman last chairman of China. His yeah. name is Hu Jintao. I kind of liked him. No, I'm not. Well, I'm, I didn't like him. I liked China under him. It was my, it was like the best time in China. It was more relaxed. Yeah, it was. Sure. Things were growing rapidly. People were more he friendly. Did, he did Everything a lot of bad was, stuff, I'm sure but in a did. different way that didn't I'm sure, affect I'm sure us. he did. If you're, if you're like a, basically a dictator, you know, you've got right. complete control. I've got, they've got the Politburo and all that stuff. There are a few checks and balances, but not really. So, you know, when you have that much power and control over a country, of course, you know. Things get out of hand. Power corrupts. My, my, point, my point was you didn't see talismans of him. No, you didn't. You you're right. You do see talismans of she now. Yes. A lot. Yeah, you do. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, let, as as much crap as we give Mao, too, not to be a jerk, but Jiang Zemin looks like a burn victim. Jiang Zemin yeah. looks like a frog, and he actually <laughs> spoke English, which was yeah. hilarious. If you guys ever want some funny stuff, Google, like, Jiang Zemin, like, freaks out in English. He just goes on this tirade. It's hilarious. He was a, he's a funny dude. He is, he's opposed to uh, Xi, by the way. Is he? Jiang Zemin's powerful factions are still around. Okay. And she's kind of button heads a little bit with him. Yeah, oh, let's, cool. uh, let's You guys want some soap opera, yeah. <laughs> CCP if, soap if opera. If you care stuff. about that stuff, yeah. See, this is the kind of stuff we wouldn't see five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, here's she visiting a, you know, this is basically, yeah. yeah, remember the... take you out for the subtitles? Oh, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, 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 okay. Basically, remember the 2008 uh, earthquake in yeah. Sichuan, which was awful. We spoke about that mm -hmm. last time. And um, what you're seeing here is basically this village was rebuilt and so he's visiting the people again right um and you can see a very similar thing to it's the same as the mouse yeah it's all very similar right what's going on here is they bring out the ethnic minorities you mm. know they they make a big show of it you know and he comes and touches the thing and everyone's going to go to that restaurant now and, right you know she it's this it. it's it's you see presidents like visiting places and doing things like this for charity mm. and whatnot but the thing is like he this is all set up pr campaign for the ccp sure. and the people that end up in these interviews and stuff are just like almost in tears. They're like, yeah. he's so awesome. He's so professional. <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to like uh, egg on people too much for, yeah. for doing things like that. It's mm. totally fine. You can have your heroes in life. You know, you can, sure. you can look up to the leader of your country and have respect for him and everything. There's nothing wrong with that. What I honestly have a problem with is the fact that people are willing to defend to the point of making an enemy out of you, um, defend the bad actions because, like I've said during this video, I see nothing wrong with the good actions of no. people. No. I can say that you know Mao Zedong did good things. He did do good things. Everyone does good things. Charles Manson probably did good things. He probably like rescued a bunny or something. I even do good things. You know, you know what I mean? You're looking at, at, at the picture in the wrong way, mm. though. It's like, make, make an enemy out of me if I'm ragging on the good things. If right. I'm like saying, China shouldn't be its own country. It shouldn't have done this. If I say something like that, I agree. Right. Go ahead and attack me. I'm a piece mm. of shit. I'm going against, you know, you and I'm disrespecting you and your country. But when I'm saying this guy 
should not be worshipped because he actually probably killed relatives of yours. Never mind that, he, he wiped out the entire culture of your country. You shouldn't be like, no, he's a great man. Get out of China, you piece of crap. You should be like, yeah, you know what? He did bad things. And that's why we're trying to fix it and we're trying to move forward. Don't go back. Don't make me an enemy. Don't make us an enemy. Don't keep worshipping this terrible man. And that, my friends, is why Taiwan and Hong Kong do not want to be a part of mainland China. Yes. because it's very easy to answer. If you go to Taiwan and Hong Kong, you don't see pictures of a dictator on the wall. No. I mean, like, what's his name? Chiang Kai-shek was horrible. But guess yeah. what? They're taught about it. Yes, they exactly. They learn from their mistakes. The white terror is over. Yeah. They, they don't love him. No, they don't. And uh, you'll see the normal kind of thing where people can either follow their religion that they believe in, their Confucianism or their Buddhism or, you know, Taoism or whatever. You see right. that in Hong Kong and in Taiwan and in and Macau and in, you know, Singapore and all these things. Yeah, same people, you know, but being able to maintain their original culture. Yes. And that's why I've always said, if you want to see Chinese culture, the real Chinese culture, you don't go to China. You can't. I was expecting that and I was sorely disappointed. And I've traveled just like you around the entire country looking for that. And you find remnants. Yes. You'll find temples that, you know, or little um, ancestral mm. temples and things. You'll find them. But they're all run down. You know, they're disused. They've got actual pictures of Mao, like we've discovered, painted on the wall. They've got communist rhetoric yep. written there Seen on the walls you know it's there's nothing left but if you go to taiwan you see temples everywhere you know like proper legitimate stuff and actual festivals that yes. they take seriously preservation of their culture yeah. altruism charity yes these and you, things that you don't see exist. the same things in hong kong yeah. and macau and places like that where it survived look at all the ngos and stuff in hong yeah. kong and whatnot you know it survived the tyranny you know of mao right and I think it's such a pity that mainland Chinese people so vehemently defend this tyrant mm. rather than going to places like Taiwan and Hong Kong and instead of saying, you belong to us, you know, screw you, you're ours. Why don't they go and say, hey, look, we're all the same. We're brothers and sisters. Let's make things right. Let's fix this. You know, let's restore China to what it was. And China doesn't want that. Yeah. They absolutely don't want that. Uh, just it makes me sad, you know. That's all. I'm because very passionate. I, about that. I have a genuine love for China, me which too. a lot of people don't don't actually believe, mm. but it's absolutely true. Why would we care so much? Yeah. Why would we be talking about this nonsense if that wasn't true? But uh, yeah, that's pretty much soft power hour. Yeah. So we hit some questions. Guys. Let's get some questions, DM. All right, let's do it. First off, um, I'm dying here. I got the sun on me. Oh sure. You can shut I, that blind. If you want. Okay. Don't, don't uh, give away your secret identity. That's true. I shaved my beard. I told you guys I was going to grow the beard, but I we got a heat wave here. Mm. And I work around ovens, so it was just a bad mix. Not, not good. Yeah. You know what? Start, start, that, uh, start the beard thing when we start hitting some real subscribers. Because the whole thing is you did it until we hit 100,000, right? Right. So when we're sitting at around 30 or 40,000. Then it 000, makes more sense. Then start the beard. Okay. Start the beard, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right. So... First off, Daniel P. gave us 30 bucks. Thank you so much. All he said was, thanks as always. Uh, Henry Walker uh, said something I'm not going to read, but thank you for the two pounds. Uh, Saring Song, 20 bucks. Thank you very much. Appreciate the discussion. You are eyes and ears in mainland China because Beijing will not tell the truth on what's going on uh, in the mainland and Hong Kong. Thank you very much. Cameron Johnstone, 30 pounds. Ooh. 
hey guys, these podcasts have been great to listen to at work. What are the general attitudes to animal conservation in China? Yeah. Thank you, by the way. That's yeah, very but, generous. Hmm. People uh, love their pets. Absolutely. It's brown dogs. You know, we talked about that in an ADV recently. Yeah. Um, the attitude is changing. Mm. It's still it's still terrible though. Mm. People are not are not taught to respect life. The attitude towards cons- conservation specifically is to go to other countries and get the stuff you've already killed. Yeah. Like wiped out. Particularly sea life. I mean there's going to be no me fish. So left. angry. You know, yeah. these uh, poorer African nations that can do nothing about it are having their seas and rivers stripped clean um and there's nothing that could be done about yeah. it south africa you know where i'm from originally um they keep catching chinese illegal chinese fishing boats off the coast destroying the local sea life right to answer that question specifically mm. you know what we can say is that nobody cares because nobody knows about it what you'll see on mm. ccp or cctv yeah. and news in china is how bad japanese people are for killing whales Yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. But then they'll never talk about how these illegal fishing boats are going and completely destroying sea economies. Yeah, conservation is not high on the list of China, like, and it's not in the Chinese zeitgeist. No, people aren't thinking about it, and that's because remember, people are still recovering from being poor. Mm. And so, when if you're poor, believe you me, the last thing you give a crap about is animals. like animal habitats <sighs> and animals. That's why when you get a rich country like America. You see all this crap about like save the poor dogs, donate mm. every, and you see like a like a like a scraggly dog mm. that's been abused every or something. Every minute, seven yeah. dogs die. And then like send twelve dollars a month, and you'll get this badge that says I saved. And who the hell has time for that <laughs> when you're starving or right. you know you can't afford to send your kids to school? Right. You know it's only for rich people. Yeah. That kind of crap, that kind of thing is only for rich people. You know, two Chinese countries that actually do care, Hong Kong and Taiwan. Yeah. Dude, when it yeah. surprised you when you go to Hong Kong. Yeah. You see, like, this is a monkey sanctuary, like, all this yeah. stuff. It's very, like, pristine. They're like, we're this is yeah. our goal to hit this uh, population of dolphins or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan does the same thing. Yeah. Huge conservationists. So, Just yeah. also bear in mind that when people see China, um, especially through the news, you see these beautiful cities that you see all this wealth, this big economy, this big military. But when you're in China, the majority of the people that you meet are poor mm. or very much just get breaking just into the middle yeah, class. Yeah. People don't have time for this. If you're part of the younger, more sophisticated generation, yes, you do see people caring about conservation and stuff. But in general, you got a dude who can barely, you can't even read and write in the right. rural areas. He's going to catch every damn bird that he sees. Of course. You know, because, yeah, it, he's going to make free. money for his family. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So just just bear that in mind. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more before we move on. Word up. Uh, also, I just going to point out, we're going ham today. We're already at the hour mark. Whoa, we got to speed it up. Yeah, yeah, we're not even to Guanxi yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rupert gave us 10 pounds. This might get us demoned if I read it, but he says, you have to give Hitler credit. He did kill Hitler. <laughs> ah, that's actually pretty funny. Uh, Dadon, 10 Australian dollars. Random question, have you ever thought about motorbiking around Australia, or at least part of it? It's huge. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, on our, it's on our list. For sure. Dude, you know, Seamilk and I, we wish we had more time to do yeah. more stuff like this, because that's our real passion, is to go exploring, mm. riding, traveling. It's difficult when you've got, I've got a pregnant wife at the moment, you've got two kids. This is not an excuse, though, and this is not us saying we're it. not doing it. Yeah. Of course we're doing it, but we have to be very... Um, There's like know, a tier list. The, and the stars have to align. Yes. Uh, so it has to be like, okay, let's let's take a month and let's go. Because every time we go somewhere, it has to be at least a month. Yeah. Quick answer is we're going to India next. Yeah, India's next. Australia's on the list. Right. Cool. Next. Cool. Uh, next up, 
some Jordan Trusco just asked, what do Chinese people ask think of Australia? What do Chinese people think of Australia? It's one of their favorite places to yeah. go. Yeah, they've got a lot of influence over the Australian mm. government over there. China has infiltrated the, real estate the, yeah, the, entire, the entire government. Australia belongs to China. That's why they like it so much. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Strong I mean, words. No, seriously, it does. Pretty much. So, yeah. They um, were a bit liberal with China in the beginning, and it's, it counted against them in many aspects. Yeah. So a lot of pushback now. My mother-in-law, by the way, loves... Oh, there. the thing about Australia is, and I, I know people in Shenzhen who, you know, they've, they, they love it because, first of all, it's a good place to go study. Mm. So they go study there. Um, they're very well protected by mm. law there and everything to do what they want. They send their beggars there, for goodness sake, these yeah. days. You know, Australia is just way too liberal and open for its own good. And so it's been taken advantage of. Can I put it that way? Yeah, that makes a lot um, of sense. I have friends who set up businesses like just flipping cars and stuff, mm. you know, and things like that. And they make a lot of money and they right. love Australia because there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Chinatowns. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, I would say, um, you know, my wife loves Australia, too. She went there and did an internship for three months mm. as the, you know, the doctor internship. Mm. That's how I met her. I trained her for that, that whole right. thing. Um, and she has nothing but good things to say about Australia. She loved the animals and um, she loved the environment there. She went skydiving. She's cool. She says she loves the animals, but she didn't get attacked by a drop bear, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not or a jackalope. No, no, definitely Gosh. not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, shall yeah. we move on to Guanxi? we got to rip through this, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Guanxi Corner, what we're going to do is um, we're actually going to play a little video okay. for you this time. Usually we have a question in Guanxi Corner from someone who wait, wants wait, to wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. Pause yeah. this. Yeah. Let's... We're not on the video yet. Oh, okay. Okay, let's, yeah, let's get the video on there. Um Okay, so, yeah, rem you know, um, who's this handsome fellow over here? Guys, <laughs> and this is, I know you're probably not watching. This article has been uh, posted by three different accounts, mm -hmm. one by a foreigner um, and two by some, like, legal groups. This, this is, is called a, Solutions Consulting. Yeah, there are a bunch of Chinese girls that are, like, lawyers or whatever, and they help with visa stuff with the foreigners. They won't stop stealing my stuff yeah dude, dude this is your wedding photo goddamn credit yeah you yeah, know what i mean yeah this is copywritten under youtube by the way because mm -hmm. i used it in my material yeah i didn't give anyone permission to use it i'm no. not one of those weirdos but don't use my picture constantly one of them was about why are foreigners always cheating on their wives yes and they use this picture yeah stop it's like i will literally sue you you lawyers <laughs> <laughs> you know little lawyer little, they're a bunch yeah. of little lawyers yeah they are my photo saying it's theirs <laughs> that's an irish joke yes so, yeah yeah exactly um, we made that on the cnc or whatever yeah so anyway what is this is funny that you chose this because now i'm representing this yeah it's true um well, if you if you press play over here, uh, what we'll I'll do let you is talk about this, yeah. one, yeah. <clears throat> this is something I'm kind of passionate about. Say, why are foreigners married to Chinese women? Which is kind of weird because the article is actually talking about foreigners <laughs> married to Chinese men. I don't get it. Why they're having such a, a problem? And it's basically just uh, they they they're going through the problems that face, especially women that marry Chinese men. Right. The number one problem is they get married and then they move to China. Okay. And then they find out they can't work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, remember, we've talked about this at length, and we've got a lot of pushback. But if you get married in China, you may not work on a spousal visa. You can't do it. Stop. You can't. 
It's not possible. They're like, oh yeah, but you can just go get a work visa. But There's it's not. There's YouTubers making these videos trying to prove that wrong. It doesn't make sense. No. So what you're saying is if you go to China and get a work visa, you can work. Yeah. Cool. Great. Where but then it doesn't matter if you're married or not. So what? Yeah. But if you're on a spousal visa, you can't work. Now you see, that's all good and well, okay, if you want to do that. But the requirements, if you do want to get this so-called green card, okay, which <laughs> the legendary, the green, legendary card. green card, if you want to get that, one of the requirements is, um, which will be coming soon because I highlighted it, I remember. So when you see it highlighting a, a sentence, can you just pause it for us, DM? Um, it's coming up here. Because, yeah, I, I got to get back at this. Um, <clears throat> what they're finding is, so they move in with their Chinese husband. Mm -hmm. And let's be brutally honest here. If you're a, a, a young man in China looking for work, you're not going to get a good salary, okay? Your starting no. salary is going to be low. Yeah. It's not enough to support an entire family. No. You know? Yeah. Can you just pause it over there for us? And we'll get back to that later. Um, yeah, right there. So what happened with the first person in this article is they got married and the husband got like, his first salary, salary was like 2,700 RMB, which is what? Like, like 500 bucks. Yeah, it's not, it's not a lot. So... She wanted to help supplement the the household income by getting a job because she could as an English teacher. Yeah. And then she found out, oh, wait, but I'm not allowed to work on my spousal visa. I'm married. I went through the ceremony. You know, I'm part of the family now. I've gone and done the whole thing. I've got the official photos. I got the official book. I did all the blood tests. I did everything. I am now your wife. I am factoid, now... factoid. You get a blood test when you get married in China. Yeah, you do. Um, it, it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just so that you know if... If your husband or wife has got a genetic disease, so then you you, know, you might not want to have kids. That's that's the dark. reasoning behind it. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, so here here you have a situation where it's like I'm married, I've done everything, I plan to live here for the rest of my life with my husband or with my wife. That's your plan. That's kind of like me. I got married. Yeah, too. So yeah, and you obviously they use your picture for this. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And then you're like, but wait, I'm not allowed to work to support my family? So you have to have a stable salary. Well, well, we're getting to that. Okay. So then she's like, okay, so I want to work. And then she goes and finds out, in order to work, I am going to need to have um, all these, to, to get a, a work visa in China is difficult. I mean, it is in most countries, yeah. to be honest. But there's so many stringent rules in place. Okay, you need your degree. Uh -huh. uh, you, if you're going to teach English, you need a TEFL, uh -huh. TEFL certificate on top of that. You're going to need your blood tests, mm -hmm. your health certificate, your criminal criminal record. criminal record background check. But then you need two years work experience on top of that, which she didn't have. She's young, right? So married the guy. She has a bachelor's degree. She mm -hmm. can do all this other bullshit, jumping through these hoops to get all her paperwork in order, which is what she did. But she had to actually end up forging her documents <laughs> in order to get the work permit so that she could start working. Now, remember, work permits are also independent of the uh, spousal visa. Yeah. So you have to cancel your spousal visa to get your work visa. Spousal visas start out usually a year, sometimes two. It mm. seems like two is the thing nowadays. My one was a two-year right. visa, right? Yeah. Work permits or work visas start out with one year yeah okay and they're very annoying to get renewed every year right and they change the rules all the time so that can always there could always be a problem where they're like oh we're not going to renew your visa so you're trying to start this life with your husband right. or your wife and you are now facing all these bloody problems and hoops to jump through all the time right you know just in order to work and help the family right anyway getting onto the green card part now here's what's been highlighted here one of the requirements of getting that so-called green card is to have a steady income. 
or financial support. How the hell are you supposed to do that if you're not allowed to work? <laughs> can someone explain this to me? You're living in China. You know what you can do is be a rogue journalist on YouTube. Seriously, what kind of a bullshit, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> bullshit law is this? Okay, you are supposed to be supporting your family and having a solid income in order to get this permanent residence. How the hell are you supposed to do that if you're not allowed to work? Deal drugs? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. Are you, and you have to stay in the country for like, whatever, nine months at a time. So you can't like go outside and do a job. You know what I found is that when you try to bring this stuff up with the officials, they don't understand how it works either. No, no, they you, don't. They, you have to teach them and you yeah. have to learn this archaic shit. Yeah. Um, and then you get all the apologists coming in like, no, you can do it. No, you can't. Okay. Not if you're a reasonable human being. No. The only way people get past this is if they've got an incredibly powerful company that can yeah. help grease the wheels or if they know the right people or if they're they like some secrets. really rich dude who's got investment in this and that or, you know, something like that. This is not something normal people can achieve in China. No. No. And so this article just instead of us taking a question, I thought we'd talk about it sure. a bit. I got you. If you're going to go marry someone in China, it's a huge sacrifice. Remember that you mm. are sacrificing a lot because mm. if I were to go marry someone in any country in the world, pretty much, but legitimate, like I want to spend the rest of my life with them. I want to raise a family. I'm doing it properly. I'm not a criminal. This is what I want to do. I can work. I can do it in Taiwan. My friend did it. He mm -hmm. got married in the next day. He got his little ARC so he could yep. go and work. And that's the thing. China is so backwards when it comes to this stuff. That if you get married to a Chinese person, you better love them a lot like I love my wife. Because you give up so many yeah. basic human rights. Right. You are just a Stuff garbage. you don't even think about. Yeah, you're just a garbage outsider at that right. point. Right. You have no rights. You're visiting your wife. Whereas you come to a place like Australia, America, New Zealand. It doesn't matter. Any place mm. in the world. Bolivia, I don't know where. Freaking Belize, I don't even know. You, you, name, you name the country. When you marry a local person, to go live there and raise a family, you will be able to work. There may be some hoops and things you have to do. It's not a lot, but you will be able to work because you're married, because of the spousal visa. And this is, China, this is where China is super backwards. Mm. So I just wanted to put that out there. That's, I think it's some useful information there. Yeah, remember. Clean up your act. <laughs> uh, Fix this <laughs> crap. If you want foreigners to like China, to integrate, sure. you, know, you, you know, I would be a hell of a lot more of a happier man. Mm if I hadn't had to fight against this absolute garbage it was for all these years. It's insane. You try to integrate. You try to be a part of society. You want to live there. You want to raise a family there. But they're like, no. Nah. You're not allowed to work. Nah. <laughs> you, you know? Anyway. Oh, Whew, let's take the a uh, quick question. Yeah. Then we'll go to worldview. Let's do that. All righty. Uh, Nikolai Steen gave us 50 NOK. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, God bless you, boys, he says. Thank you very much, Nikolai. Amansol, two bucks. Uh, cult of personality versus Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, he said cult of... Cult no, of. it's cult of. Like cult, like Jonestown. Yeah. Cult of, O-F. Cult of personality. Are you teaching me? Or? No, him. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, of course, you know. You, you came up with the title with I me just... together. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, cult of personality versus Stockholm syndrome. Is that a question? Yeah, we put a question mark at the end. So Stockholm oh, okay, syndrome is actually not not really a real thing. I mean, it's based on that story, but it's it's overblown. 
Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we all know what it means and stuff, but mm. like, it's not like they actually all sympathized with the, the terrorists, the kidnappers and stuff. It was only like one or two of them gave right. some positive comments. I mean, I guess you could say it's a similar idea, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say it's quite yeah. similar. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, move on or another uh, question? One more of them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mad Gal Design Co. gave us $10. Thank you. Uh, you guys rock. Is it true that Hong Kong citizens are selling their property and fleeing? How do expats feel about Hong Kong? Be safe out there, you guys. You have families now. Thank you very much. Um, they are fleeing to Taiwan. Taiwan is taking them in. Mm -hmm. Other countries are talking about uh, taking in Hong Kong refugees. Mm -hmm. uh, they're good members of society. It's not the uh, first time. 1997. Yeah. A lot of people left. Why do you think it's called Vancouver? Hongcouver Hong is, yep. you know, called Hongcouver. Um, a huge amount of Hong Kong people kind of fled. But you know what I found was quite interesting? A lot of them fled, but then they kind of went back. Yeah. Uh, because Hong Kong is such an amazing place. It is. Uh, I know we're going to get those people, oh, they live in cages and stuff. Right. Now, stop watching Vice, okay? Vice is garbage, first right. of all. And people don't all live in cages. It's incredibly expensive to live in Hong Kong, so people have tiny apartments. So that's just the way it is. But Hong Kong's a beautiful place. It it's is. incredible. It's got its own special thing. So I think people miss that. Yeah. So they, I think, you know. I think they also saw that the China was being true to its word. Yes, I mean, they were, it was left alone. Yeah, they were afraid in the beginning that right. they were just going to be railroaded, you know? And it, it's happening now. Yeah. So they went and bought property, moved all their assets and kind of set up overseas, but then moved back a lot of them. Yeah. So I think what might happen is the same sort of thing again. Like the mm. ones that didn't at that time mm -hmm. might do it now. Right. If they can. We are super running out of time, so we're going to have to do this um, worldview very, very quickly. Okay, yeah, let's hit worldview. Cool. I also was just going to say, I think you guys were right about uh, Wu Mao's flagging the, the chat because Ginger Gaiden, nice name, said, when do you guys come to plan, plan to come to Japan? I hope to do, do a subscriber meetup, and that was flagged. What? Just because he mentioned Japan, I think. What? That makes a lot of sense. Well, you better show that comment then. Um. <laughs> well, he's, he's read yeah. it, so. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, cool. Let's uh, let's let's hit our last segment, which is worldview. Now, we we had an argument about this segment yeah. earlier, and that is because I wanted to talk about this, and you're like, "But that's not really worldview." Mm. But I think it is. You know why I think it is? Well, you know why I think it is because we talked. We already about had this conversation. Yeah, um, yeah we're just going to roll this clip mm -hmm. um, and and uh, explain what's going on in this particular clip. Yeah. So. There's a custody battle, right? Mm -hmm. um, custody battle? Yeah. I see the, the, the mother is a woman in white. Okay. And these thugs now um, are busy snatching the, the kid. Yeah. Okay. So this video, you can see it's very recent. Mm -hmm. 11th of August. This is not graphic, by the way, so don't flag yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's not graphic. It's, I mean, it's just crappy. You yeah. Know? So the mother's holding on to the, the, the baby for dear life. Um, these thuggish disgusting people are tearing the baby away from her they're holding her down um and the end result is that they make away with the baby actually and the the father of the baby now has it okay so the baby's fine by the way if anyone's wondering i did follow up on this because i posted this on my instagram because mm -hmm. it really upset me i posted it on the day it happened as a father this yeah. makes me go crazy yeah absolutely um, and you know, I've got a history with kidnapping in China. Mm. Like I've made videos about it. I've stopped the kidnapping ring type mm. thing on the, the the subway in Shenzhen. I despise people that put children's lives in, in danger. Yeah. yeah. So for me, this really appalled me. So I made a, an Instagram post on it. So the long and the short of it is that they made away with this mm -hmm. um, this child, mm -hmm. and it was uh, basically the grandparents um, had pause hired. It there. Yeah, you can pause it there. Had hired those thugs. Um, 
basically to kidnap the child. Mm -hmm. So they ran away with the child and there was a bit of an uproar because that video went viral on this Chinese social media and everyone's like, holy crap, what's going on with this kidnapping? And then the local public security bureau of the area sent out a, an official statement to say, don't worry, it's not a kidnapping, it's just a family dispute. Right. So it's all fine. Right. And that's why I wanted to say this is worldview, mm -hmm. is because where in the world... I was going to do that joke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> is that a view? Bastard. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so Seamilk, I've been talking a lot and ranting a lot. Mm -hmm. I would like you to explain to me what would happen in other countries if something like this went down. It's very simple. There would be a court case. There would be arrests. There would be interviews. There would be media coverage. There mm -hmm. would be everything. There would be justice for the party of the child, who, people who lost the child. There'd be assault charges be at assault least. There'd be assault charges. There would be um, charges on uh, enacting or enabling organized crime. There Ki would be kidnapping. a huge thing. Kidnapping. Um, by the way, I want to throw this in real quick. Mm. People don't understand the scope of how big organized crime is in China for this Secret. kind of stuff. You can hire thugs to do anything for you, pretty yeah. much. And it's these um, villages of these men that don't have jobs. They usually get wrapped up in this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But anyway, dude, this happens. Dude, sorry, a friend of mine actually got beaten up because he wanted to leave at school, like before his um, contract was up. Right. And, you know, it was one of those small little English yeah, teaching yeah. schools. And the, the woman who ran the school was like, no, you you have to stay till he's like, no, screw you, I'm leaving. So she hired thugs. It's so common. And they came and beat him up yes. on the side of the road, got yes. out of a van, actually happened. Yep. Anyway, yeah, please continue. So anyway, um, <laughs> the reason this happens in He China, deserved it, by the way. He's a complete douche. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> good job, thugs. Yeah. Um, the, the long and short of this is that this, yeah. this is allowed to happen in China because... Yeah. I've said this a million times, and I hope people are taking me seriously. China does not have a rule of law. You can only get in trouble in China if you are a direct threat to the government, right? Mm. This family matter stuff, and I'm not talking about that great show from the 90s mm. with Steve <laughs> Urkel. Um, <laughs> if you have a family dispute or something even remotely re related, even if there's thugs involved, even yeah. remotely related to family, children, aunts, uncles, all this kind of stuff, the cops won't touch it. Yeah. Like that woman that was getting beat up, my next door neighbor. When yeah. I called the cops, they wouldn't touch it. It's yeah. just a family matter. So domestic abuse is huge. Yes. Child abuse is huge in China. And things like this happen because it's not the government's job to yeah. do anything about it. Exactly. Right? There's it's no really, rule of law. It's, it's really annoying. So if you see a couple fighting on the streets and you try to intervene, everyone will be like, no, what are no, you doing? No, that's not your business. Yeah, it's family. That's We talked about it yeah. before with that uh, couple that were fighting yeah. in Paris, I in think Paris, it was. Yeah. No, in New York. Oh, it was in New yeah. York. Okay, Chinese couple. On, yeah, they were on holiday and they came to blows over some dis like disagreement, as they would normally do yeah, in yeah. China. And they actually got arrested. And the husband got charged. And, yeah. you know, they were and like, she was like, no. No, I'm not going to press charges. But they're like, no, you no, can't assault someone in public. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you got to know laws. It's kind of interesting that China, like, the the police can do whatever they want. Normally, like, they're mm -hmm. so intrusive. But then when it comes to family members, it's like, don't tread on me kind of thing. Yeah. Where they can't, like, there's all the Chinese families, like, sovereign citizens all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so... um I I wanted to show this comment. You maybe you've read it by now, but I I don't want to rag on this guy. I don't know if he's really like a like a, a bad guy yeah, or not. Nice guy. He's probably a nice guy. This Ngavnish Ngavnish or whatever. Oh, Oh, there we go. Ngavnish. Okay. This is the most typical comment I will get on my videos when I ever point out something that's unsavory about China. Is I've seen worse happened elsewhere in the world. That sort of thing is no China specific. Okay. Um, 
you know, I'd feel like an idiot reading my own reply. Can you read it for me? Stop. Do not try whataboutism. Are you saying that just because bad things happen somewhere else in the world that it's okay to be or excusable? This is why China doesn't improve. It's because of people like you trying to defend bad behavior by pointing a finger elsewhere. Stop this nonsense and let's fix the problems by condemning them together. Thanks for taking me out after I finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart I could read behind your head. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, seriously, though, that, that annoys the crap out of me. Yeah. It's like the, the go-to knee-jerk reaction for nationalists mm. is to basically say, oh, yeah, well, other countries do it too. Mm. That's the stupidest thing ever, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm bleeding. Yeah, well, other people bleed too when they're shot in battle. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know? Like, let's fix this problem. Yeah, deal with the current situation, yeah. right? Um, why I wanted to point this out is that this attitude that, um, you know, China has towards things like this is something that if you don't understand it, you know, will be so shocking mm. to you when you go to China, when you so deal you with Chinese people. kids and yeah. things like that. Just this, this whole, it's a family matter, don't get involved thing. Um, even though they're breaking the law blatantly, doing terrible things that would be considered really awful overseas. Just, you have to understand. You got to understand China. <laughs> right. nice. that's, that's what his video should have been about. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's pretty much it for this segment. Yep. Um, I hope Let's, you found that educational. And, yeah. and the most important thing is that the child is okay. Yeah. Um, at some point, we're going to talk about that poor British guy that was murdered mm. and his kids got taken away in China. But uh, that's, that's another story. Um, we're going to go to our final segment, which is the Q&A segment. It is. And so. we're going to try. We only have five minutes left, so we'll try to get through as many as we can. Yeah, we'll try our best. Let's go. Cool. Uh, Edward Berry, $10, says, Thank you guys for doing this. Love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Tyler Freeman gave us $50. Whoa. And he said, If you're ever in Las Vegas, I challenge thee to Red Alert 2. Command and Conquer, he's referring yep. to. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Um, I actually have Red Alert 2 on my computer. So Currently? I, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks for the money and thanks for the invite because we'll take you up on that next time we're there. Absolutely. It's Las Vegas, Nevada, I'm assuming, not like Las Vegas, New Mexico or something. Is there a Las Vegas, New Mexico? There's Las Vegas, a lot of places. Oh, crap. There's also Santa Fe, New Mexico and Santa Fe, Texas and Santa Fe, Florida, etc. Right. Okay. But, yeah. I'm a, I've only ever played Red Alert 3, so, but that one's really good as well. Yeah. David Same M. London, New York. <laughs> $10 from David M. says, uh, Given the limitations of internet access, is it possible to work as a digital nomad in China? And are there any incubator slash shared work spaces available? Yes. I, would, I wouldn't do it there. Uh, for, well, about the incubator shared there working is, space, yes. I started seeing them uh, pop up quite a lot. Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen, yeah. Guangzhou. Definitely. In Shenzhen, definitely. I saw in Nanshan, there were a couple. Right. And this is a recent It's a recent thing mm -hmm. in China. Um, well, you know, let's, let's be honest. For so many years, I can classify, in fact, still now, I can classify myself as a digital nomad. Mm -hmm. because More or less. Yeah, I'm pretty much I survive on the internet. You know, I make videos, pu publish them online, and that's how I make my living. And it was tough. You know, it is so frustrating because VPNs are not infallible. No. 
you know, it doesn't matter which which VPN you go for. It doesn't matter which brand. All of them don't work all the time. Mm. So that's why living in China, I would have multiple VPNs so mm -hmm. that when one failed, I'd go to the other. But there are certain ones that are better. Yeah, absolutely. Like our favorite ones, Nord, Nord obviously, yeah. but you know, ExpressVPN's fine. You know, Viper VPN, all that kind of crap. But you know, you get ones that are better than others. The problem is sometimes all of them go down, mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do, especially mm -hmm. during a sensitive time. They'll crack down and make sure. Right. So. It's incredibly frustrating. If you're like an Android developer or anything mm. like that, you cannot access the Google servers. Mm. Like it's always cut off. It's always annoying. So honestly, if you're willing to put up with constant disruptions, yeah. you could do it. But I, I wouldn't do it in China. It's too expensive. Yeah. It's too expensive. Why not just go to Thailand? Thailand Thailand's a good idea. It's dirt cheap. Yeah. I know a lot of digital nomads who go to Thailand because mm. first of all, you can rent a place for next to nothing. You can get fairly good internet there. Go to Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan's even better. If you're interested in China, go to Taiwan. Yeah, because Taiwan's got incredibly good internet. Yes. Rent is cheaper than in mainland China. Way cheaper. It's, you'll get a more cultural experience. Yeah. And you can learn Chinese. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. All right. So first off, uh, I need to give Dion Pugs Chapman's question okay. from Patreon that I was supposed to ask last week, last fortnight. Yeah. But uh, I forgot. So here we go. Thinking of retiring to Vietnam, Thailand, or Taiwan. China is out of the running. I enjoy photography, and I think they would be good bases for that. What do you think? Any pointers? Um, I'd rank them. I'd say Vietnam last. Uh, it's Why the last? The infrastructure's not there Wait, for, for retirement. He said Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. The infrastructure is not there for like a super comfortable retirement. It's it's pretty run down. It's pretty yeah, run down. Yeah, it is. Uh, Thailand's got some infrastructure, and it's and it's also cheap, like Vietnam. Yeah. And then you got Taiwan, which I would choose absolutely if you could have a first world lifestyle there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to agree with you that the the number one prize there would be Taiwan for the previously mentioned points: fast internet, first world kind mm -hmm. of living that you can do there. Um, the culture—that's something I always loved about Taiwan the most, and the reason I love going there is to see. What I always expected I'd see in China. And you can also be part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't exclude you. No. Um, you know, Thailand, I would say, is great to kick back and just yeah. have a kind of a laid-back mm. existence. Um, Vietnam is interesting, though. And yeah, the, no, it's interesting. The reason I would put Vietnam number two, and the okay. reason why I do that is because Vietnam's going through that massive boom right now. Yeah, but if you're so, retiring. Oh, well, yeah, I guess for retiring. For an adventure, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. If, if you're an adventurous retiree there and you, you want to see things growing around you and be a part of something big, um, I think Vietnam would be good for that. Sure. Yeah. But okay. if you want to relax, no. Mm. Cool. So next, uh, we've got some questions both from the chat and from Instagram. Okay. You can uh, ask your questions at ADV Podcast on Instagram. So uh, first up, which area of China will still be clean when I get out of the army in three years? In terms of uh, pollution, factories, etc., this person is in the military and they want to know where they can move in China. Interesting. Interesting. What would you say right now would be a clean place? Um, parts of Inner Mongolia, parts of south, like Fujian, southern China. Mm -hmm. I'd say Shenzhen. It's actually quite clean. Oh, I, th I thought he said about nature and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the Shenzhen's got beaches and hiking places sure. and stuff. It's not very natural. No. Um, the reason being, and it's actually quite interesting, you know, when you cross over to Hong Kong, mm. I always couldn't understand it. You'd grow, go right over the border, 
and all of a sudden things would feel very natural. Yeah, we've talked about this. Like yeah. all the trees are artificially planted yes, in the China so, side. So yeah, on, in Shenzhen, it's got a lot of green. They yeah, pride themselves on being yeah. It's all lined up in right. a row, and Organized so trees. yeah, you're like, what's going on here? And then yeah, I got to explain that anyway. Um, Shenzhen, as far as blue skies is concerned, is it's fairly good. Yeah. You get some pretty bad weeks mm. every once in a while, but because it's right next to the sea and you've got that sort of ocean breeze, mm. that's Shenzhen in the background, by the way, and that's not a good day. No, you know, there's a um, lot of areas of uh, Sichuan that are pretty clean. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yunnan, stay away from. Yeah, a lot Yunnan. of Yunnan. Yeah, a lot. It just go to the rural areas of not industrial China. I would say just go to Guizhou. Guizhou is amazing. Guizhou is yeah. like almost everywhere because it didn't get hit by this big industrial boom. Right. And there's parts of it, but yeah. definitely a lot of it was pristine. Yeah, yeah. Guizhou's good. Cool. Cool. Next up. Um, is it possible for a foreign university student to open a bank account in China? Yeah. Absolutely. They've made it a lot more difficult. Yeah. When I, when I first got there, all you needed was your passport. I remember. Yeah. You had to wait all day, but... Well, yeah, you go in there and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could... Pay twenty R. You had to put down twenty RMB mm -hmm. to to open the account. You'd walk out the same day with your card. You didn't have to get it mailed nope. to you or anything, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about credit cards or anything. Right. Just like a savings debit account. Right. So I opened a bunch, but you know, all those old ones that I opened, they um, sent me messages like, "You must come in and confirm your ID and your place residence and stuff. Otherwise, we're closing the account." Mm -hmm. And I closed a bunch of them. I've got two that are still up and running. Mm -hmm. But these days, you do need your um, that temporary residence permit yeah. um, of where you live mm -hmm. uh, and a bunch of other paperwork. But That's if you're right. a student, you probably just need some your kind of paper. Visa, and I think you need a recommendation from, yeah, your from the university. It should be, should be quite easy. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Mm -hmm. All right, Dan Ferens, our sugar daddy. My man. He says, will you be riding Royal Enfields in India? Well, you just donated $100, and we weren't going to tell anyone. <laughs> but absolutely we are. We're absolutely going to ride 100% we're riding Royal yeah. Enfield bullets. Yeah. Um, and it's actually part of our big storyline, which we're not going can't to... We it. can't disclose it. But we've got very important. a super, super cool idea. This, it's the first time we're going to have a storyline. An actual storyline. It's cool. Yeah. With like an end goal. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Dan, you, you're the man. Yeah, seriously, dude. That's... Yeah, that's freaking amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is that storyline going to have like character arcs? Yes. A, a plot, B plot, C plot? Well, actually, I'm um, in this particular storyline, I will become a multi armed blue elephant god. Nice. Now, you, you're mixing Shiva and Sri Ganesh. Oh, it's different, dude. I'm going to learn. That's so what I'm going to <laughs> India. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> all right, next up uh, from Instagram, Ooh, we got a question. It says Dear Winston and Seamilk, Thank you for all the work you're doing. Quick question, do you think the emerging global free internet by SpaceX, Facebook, and Google will disrupt the society in China? What are the possible long-term effects of these independent sources of information? Thanks, and keep up the great work. Okay. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't understand <laughs> some of these people's comments. <clears throat> okay, okay. Let, let me ask you this, Simo. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> tell me about satellite TV in China. You can't have it. I mean, it sucks anyway. Yeah, but especially when I got there, um, 2006, satellite yeah. TV was still a, kind of a big deal. I feel like satellite TV and cable TV are all dying mediums because you can stream everything. But yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to have a satellite dish in China because you can get outside networks. Yes, it's actually illegal. Yeah, um, you have to have state approved. You, you do have people that sell them. Yeah, yeah, it's all like yeah. under the table. It's very hush-hush. Mm, and then those hack yeah. cable boxes as well. Yeah, exactly. And they'll come put a satellite dish and kind of hide mm. it somewhere. Mm. It has to point east or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but you're not allowed to have that because that means you can watch outside TV, mm -hmm. as you say. Um, so if the internet was satellite-based? The problem is, if it is satellite-based, you're going to need some kind of a transceiver, yeah. you, you know, and it's going to have to be big. It so it'd probably be like a satellite dish or some uh, kind of a massive aerial. Uh, and um, they'd know, and they wouldn't allow you to do it. China would rather shut down and go full internet blackout. And I, I you can quote yeah. me on this. The CCP would rather blackout the entire internet permanently than ever open it up. I, th I think Excellent. you're 100% you're, you're right. They'd cut the cables. Yeah. yeah. Snip, snip. The thing is, they've got a very well-functioning intranet there. Mm. Everything that they need is right there. So the local citizens wouldn't even miss the outside world yeah. anyway when it comes no. to internet. So <laughs> you just yeah. say the same recycled. Yeah, they may, I might yeah. adopt the same thing like North Korea has or whatever. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like an internet database. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is. They could still have their Weibo and their little things. I mean, as much as we joke, it's almost like that now. Yeah, it is. Like She's Thoughts app that you're forced to use. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, it is kind of silly, isn't it? So yeah, I think they would snip snip. They would, totally. Cool, what do we got next? Next up, I was just gonna say, I think it's a good thing that we go over time sometimes, because Dan keeps us waiting with that. <laughs> Keeping on the edge, he's like, waits to the last 10 minutes of the show. Yeah. Uh, Lao Wai, what's your favorite brand of fake beer? It's a good question, as you're here on your deathbed, you can maybe re reminisce to that time that you got poisoned. My favorite brand of fake beer? <laughs> they're all awful. I mean, they all kill you. You know yeah. one that didn't kill me though, or make me feel too bad, was uh, Higgle Jiggle Filco Puss. <laughs> yeah, Higgle Jiggle Puss. Yeah, Higgle Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it was fake uh, Harbi and beer. Yes. But instead of writing Harbi and beer on the counterfeit can, they wrote like HKSP GBK nine six five. It looked the same though. It had all the same right. like art and everything. I don't think there's any alcohol in that. I didn't feel anything from that. Well, we drank didn't make a, me sick. Yeah, we drank a bunch of that. Yeah, didn't make me sick. No, that was that was funny as, as all. Hibble Jibbukovic. Yeah, Hibble Jibbukovic. That's my favorite picture. We've got a picture of it. We, we do. do. It's yeah. been in a lot of videos. Yeah. Cool. Uh, last question we got here. Do Winston and Matt have any mainland Chinese friends who support Hong Kong either low-key or more openly? Who's Matt? Seamilk. <laughs> did, did you just tell me my own name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I actually have two very vocal students. I will not name them, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they have been trying to get off work to go help with the protests, and there are way more people than you think. It's just that the vocal majority is very anti-Hong Kong right now. Mm. But the very English privy people that are in contact with the outside world, the mainland China, they have a little bit uh, more informed opinion. The problem is, like people like us, we can, as we are here, very candidly talk about our opinions of what we think. Sure. Because the repercussions against us, well, let's put it this way. They've done everything that they could do anyway to us. They've tried to well, dox. Let's not, let's not. I mean, I'm just saying they've tried to dox our families. Them. They've attacked our families. Yeah, they've yeah, attacked sure. our Chinese families. They've right. attacked our own personal families. Right. They've tried to, you know, shut us down, report us as spies. They've tried every freaking thing in the book. Short of murdering us. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it just didn't work. No. You know, it didn't work. They tried their best and they fail and they keep mm. failing. They will continue to fail because... Well, first of all, they've never met a South African before, and mm. we don't sit down and take this crap. You know, mm. it's not going to you know throw what you want. My country was destroyed. My entire life has been stripped away. My, my entire existence is you know moot. So you know whatever you try to do to me, it's already been done. Mm. You you can't stop me. Mm. Just come at me, bro. You know that's kind of what what I'm saying here mm. is, people like you and me were fairly well adjusted. We mm. can handle this. We can see it for what it is. Mm. People that are in mainland China who are mainland Chinese, they will be devastated. They have to keep a low profile, even if they believe in the Hong no Kong choice. thing. If they are vocal, 
that whole the the nail that sticks out gets hammered down you know what i mean that is what's going to happen to them they lose their job they yep. lose their family they could die they could yep. be tortured to death everyone they know could, be could disappear could be detained detained see if they're too vocal they will be detained by yeah. the police they might get off with a warning at first but if they continue Probably not. yeah but not if now. they continue to be vocal yeah. they will be detained and basically forced into shutting the hell up yeah either by like coercing them they don't have a choice and uh, like I said before in in one of my videos um, the way that the tactics that are used is they go after family and family is so important in China you know your extended family you have a lot of respect you have to have respect for your parents and your grandparents so if the police or the government or thugs of nationalists it it doesn't even need to be connected to the government it could just be the the normal nationalist Mm. wankers that you know Mm. are in society if they start to harass their grandparents, they'll bring huge shame to that person and a huge loss of face. Mm-hmm. So they can harass the parents and the grandparents and stuff. And then that's like the worst thing that can happen to a Chinese person. And True. so if that starts to happen, they're just going to shut up. Very and much they, so. they can't put themselves out there. No. So um, I don't blame you know, your average Chinese person for not average standing Z-H-O-U. up. Average Z-H-O-U. Yeah, the average Joe, yes. Mm. I, I don't blame them for not standing up because the repercussions are so... Insurmountable. Huge. Can't deal with it. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, let, yeah. Us, let us do it for you and take the flack. Yeah, we'll be the... the, the <laughs> you know the what I mean? Voodoo dolls. Yeah. Pin dolls. Mm. You're the, the nuclear cockroach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're the nuclear cockroaches. Yeah, totally. Before yeah. I projectile vomit all over the camera, yeah. um, I would like to say to everyone, thank you very much for tuning into our live show today. Yep. If you have not subscribed, please do so. And keep in mind that tomorrow at, uh, what is it, 1 p.m. EST. Oh, yeah, we got something special. We're going to release a special video on both of our channels, Low 86 yeah. and Serpent ZA. So it's, it's, it's going to be uh, more or less the same video, but uh, watch them both. Just watch them both support us. Yeah, you know? it's uh, it's something that uh, we feel very... It's been a lot of, of work on it. We so. spent a lot of work on this thing. It's coming out tomorrow, and yeah. um, that's why the schedule's a little off. Yeah. But anyway, tomorrow, look forward to something Thank pretty you. special. Thank you to everyone that sent Super Chats, uh, patrons, all the guys that support us and make this a reality. It's super cool of you. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you on the next show. And, uh, yeah, obviously our usual videos in between and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Stay tuned, guys. We love you all. And until next time, you know the drill. As always, stay awesome. <laughs>